Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. So this week um, I'm changing things around a bit and doing a topic I wasn't expecting to talk about if I'm honest. The reason being is it came up in my free Facebook group, uh, Connective Parenting Using MVR. Come and join us if you're not already in there. And I thought it's a really interesting topic. There was a lot of conversation and debate about it in the group. And so I wanted to um, record a podcast on it, actually, to explain my point of view on it, my thoughts around it, and how actually this particular aspect of MVR can be very good when used well but could also have a very negative impact and experience on both the child and the family. So I'm just going to share my views on it, how I use it, how I see it, um, and hopefully to help inspire, to maybe generate more conversations, all of those different things. So what aspect am I talking about? I am talking about the announcement. Now, this for me is one of the aspects of MVR that is more formal. And if I'm honest, I don't use very often when I'm working with parents or carers. The reason being is that all the other aspects of MVR are very much focused on the relationship building. So I'm thinking about parental presence, looking after yourself, de-escalation, reconciliation gestures, having supporters, using the baskets, all of those things help us to really focus on building the relationship and creating connection with the child. For me and a number of my colleagues that I work with who are MVR trained, when we focus on those aspects with families, we don't need to use an announcement. We see big enough shifts with that. I'm not saying that therapy isn't also needed as well to help the child connect and grow and understand as part of that work, 100%. It absolutely can be. But so many of us see those aspects as creating enough change that we don't need to use the more formal aspects of MVR. Those being the announcement and the sit-in. For me, both the announcement and the sit-in, when used well, when prepared properly when thought through and all of those things are hugely powerful aspects of this approach. However, I can see and understand why for some parents and for some children it is not the right thing to do. Absolutely, it could be hugely shaming depending on how it is done, how it is delivered, who is there, how it is written, all of those things, and depending on where the child is and and what the child's thoughts are and how much time you have put into building the relationship with a child. You know, if a child is living in a place of toxic shame and they can't even manage to have um, a deferred conversation. And I don't mean that negatively when I say can't manage. I mean, literally, emotionally, they are not in a place to be able to recognise their own feelings, to be able to acknowledge what's happened. Then for me, an announcement is not necessarily the right thing to do and is probably not going to help. I would be doing lots more work around helping a child to understand their emotions 
and be able to talk about what was happening before I got to an announcement. So let me just explain a little bit about what an announcement is before I go any further, because there will be some of you listening to this going, Sarah, what the heck is an announcement? So in short, it is a letter that we write to the child that is usually delivered by both of the parents or carers, usually in um, a neutral space, like say the living room, usually read by the parent or carer who is experiencing the worst of the behaviour. And usually we would have just the parents or carers and the child there. Now I'm using the word usually because as with everything, there are exceptions to the rules. We may choose to have supporters there and they might just be in the house. So if the child wants to talk to somebody, they could be. Other practitioners will say, no, absolutely. The the supporters should be in the room and should be part of delivering the announcement. I don't tend to sit in that school because I think that could be very overwhelming for a child. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of being in a, a job interview where you've got, you know, a whole panel of people kind of sitting around asking you questions and you're sort of sitting there going, oh my God, you know, this is really horrible and feels really uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying that we should avoid anything that makes a child feel uncomfortable because the reality is that their behaviour acknowledging their behavior if it is very challenging is going to feel uncomfortable but I do think we need to do that in a space that is safe supportive and caring but is also firm and clear in terms of what needs to change why it needs to change and how we are there to help them and support them and my sense is that for many children that I've supported, well, the families I've supported their children over the last kind of five or six years, actually doing an announcement is going to um, do a disservice to the relationship and the connection that that family are building. I also sometimes hear of families wanting to jump to doing an announcement. They've not necessarily put the um, time and effort into building the relationship first. And I don't say that negatively. I understand if you've done a one day training course and at the end of it, they're talking about an announcement and a sit in. Of course, you'd want to jump to that because it sounds like the magic bullet that's going to solve everything. I get it. I really do. But it's not going to. It's much more effective if we have built the relationship aspects first. And I know that some of my colleagues and, you know, fellow MVR practitioners, don't even teach the announcement in the sit-in. I now uh, don't always cover it on my introduction days because we don't want people jumping to it. We want people to build the relationship. For me, Connective Parenting MVR is around building the relationship and through that, bringing around change. If we are not supporting our children to grow and develop, if we are not helping them to understand themselves and understand their emotions, if we are not helping them to to move forward and feel confident in themselves, an announcement is not going to help necessarily because if they don't have the skills to understand how they can change their behavior, they don't have the skills and the knowledge to 
recognize their own emotions and think, oh, I'm getting really angry. I need to change something now or do something to regulate. How are they going to to do that miraculously with an announcement? Now, obviously, if a child is actively choosing that behavior and that you know they can regulate themselves and that they are making a very clear choice, then yes, you may well think differently. But so many children I work with, we're we're seeing a trauma response or we're seeing a very um, impulse-driven reaction to a situation. And unless we can help them with that, the announcement is not a magic cure. So I think for me, the announcement can be a really important part of MVR without a doubt. But it's not something that we should always say we have to use. You know, it's not a, right, we've we've implemented parental presence, we've implemented de-escalation, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this, right, the next step is the announcement. It shouldn't be an automatic next step. It should only be used if it really is needed. And I know with parents and carers, when I'm working with them, I wouldn't even think about an announcement in a sit-in unless we've been using this approach for at least eight weeks. And that is assuming that the adults around the child are in the in the position uh, emotionally and physically to be able to have created and focused and worked on that connection. So often, I know from my own experience and, and as, as a parent, but also working with parents and carers, when I start working with them, they're exhausted. You know, you're running on empty. You're possibly in blocked care, in which case we need to top up tanks first so that we can then start creating connection or create connection to help us top up the tank both ways. Then we can start to to implement the, the full MVR approach in terms of raising presence. But you can't do that if you are absolutely running on empty. It's much, much harder to do. In which case we need longer before we even think about an announcement because it's not fair. It's not fair on the child And actually, I don't think it's fair on the parents or carers either, because we're asking them to do something that is difficult to do when they're not in a place emotionally to do it. That being said, um, I also know that some parents just don't want to do it in the same way they don't want to do a, a deferred conversation, for example, and therefore they are arguably actively choosing not to engage with these parts of the program and for me then we need to think about what is it that is stopping me them us from engaging in these parts that actually bring around change things like the deferred conversation we can be really worried about doing it because we might be thinking you know it's just going to cause another escalation I don't want to go there and I absolutely understand that So then we need to think about how do we have that deferred conversation? For me, the announcement is the same. If I'm working with a parent, if we have got to the stage where actually an announcement would be the right thing to do and the parent doesn't want to do it, let's work with the parent or the carer to to understand that and support them so they feel comfortable enough to do it. We shouldn't be penalizing them you know if we're working with a family and we're forcing them to do something it's not going to have the effect we want it to have um and I I think that's really important the announcement has to be something that the the parent or the carer feels comfortable delivering 
And you're never going to feel totally comfortable delivering it. It's not a, a nice thing. We're not going, yay, this is lovely. Let's deliver an announcement. This is going to be wonderful because it's not. Let's be honest. It's, you know, it's not a nice situation to be in. And if you're at the stage where it is needed, things aren't all hunky-dory in your household. So if we are doing it, it needs to have lots and lots of planning and preparation and support for the adults who are being asked to deliver it. It's really important. And if a parent or carer is really against it, for those of us working with families, we have to really listen to that and understand why. What's the reasoning behind it? And actually, are we pushing too far too fast? Are we doing something that's just not going to work? Are we trying to implement a program of support rather than personalize that program to the needs of the family? Because for me, certainly in my approach with connective parenting MVR, it is not a one size fits all. So absolutely, the announcement is an incredibly powerful part of this, but it needs to be done in the right way at the right time. I never do them certainly formally with uh, primary age children. I'm always thinking about the emotional age of the child rather than the chronological age as well. Um, Because you might have a 15 year old in front of you chronologically who actually emotionally is only 10 or 11. Okay, is the announcement actually going to work for a 10 or 11 year old emotionally somebody who's 10 or 11? That's the bit we need to be thinking about with this, not this is the next step. So this is what we deliver. And yeah, working with the family. So if you are a parent and you are thinking, right, I want to do an announcement, you know, I'm really comfortable that I've been doing this and it definitely is the next step. I've thought about it. I've approached it. Write the letter first. That would be my advice. Write a letter. Um, Write the letter, structure it. Um, So to give you a brief overview, it starts with what you love about the child. I then normally suggest you say what you are going to be changing or trying to change as the adults. You then talk about what the child is going to be changing or needs to change and then what life will look like moving forwards to give you a brief overview of it. Write it. Write several versions of it. See how it feels. See how it feels to deliver it. That might be enough to shift things in your mindset to go, actually, no, do you know what? I don't need to deliver this. I feel more comfortable just having written it to move things forward. Or you might say, yes, we need to do it. If you're going to deliver it, please do plan it, think about it, you know, all of that stuff um, to get it right. Because delivered well, it can be very effective. Delivered poorly, without planning, with at the right, wrong time frame, those kind of things, it's not going to be very effective. And that's just frustrating, let's be honest. Um, If you're working with a practitioner, talk to them about this. If you don't want to do it, talk to them about why. If you do want to do it, talk to them about why. Um, if you aren't and you want some help and advice, you're welcome to contact me. Um, or there's lots of training in the Connected Parenting Hub for parents and carers who want to run this. Um, and I can help you write it. We can work through it and you can access all the training on this aspect of it as well. I, as I've said several times in this podcast, I think the announcement can be really effective, but, and it is a big but, it needs to be done well. It needs to be done at the right time for the right child, not rushed and not done um, in a way that could shame the child because shaming them is not going to change their behavior. It's not going to make them go, oh, I've been shamed. I'm suddenly going to change things. We know that's not going to work. So it needs to be done with the right reasons from the right place with the right support put in place. Um, 
And as I said, I thankfully haven't needed to use it that often because we focus on the relationship building and the connection. And through doing that, we can see consistent and significant change. And often that is, you know, linked in with the child having therapeutic support directly themselves. And those things, you know, they work together and they bring around change. So that is my thoughts on the announcement. I hope that is useful to hear. I hope that is beneficial. Um, As I said, if you've got any questions, anything you want to ask me, you're welcome to get in contact with me directly. Um, You can come and join us in the Connective Parenting Hub and I can support you through that uh, and help you with that. If you're somebody who works with uh, families in a kind of, you know, professional capacity, then you're welcome to come and join us in the Professionals NVR Hub as well. Uh, where we can kind of talk through this and we talk through lots of things that we're doing with different families to see where we are. But that is all for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting and I look forward to being back with you next week. Bye!